0: The Hockadoui Breakfast Show with Connor Kitto
1: podcast. To catch up with the host of the country, it is Jamie McKay morning. Jamie, how's things?
0: Uh, good Connor, we're just having a bit of a yarn off here. Whether the name of the boat stuck in the Suez Canal was the Evergiven or the Evergreen, and it's the Evergiven. I think Evergreen is the name of the shipping company that owns it. So yes. it's a bit of a mess.
1: Yeah, well, and then they've also got a truck. Container yeah, in China, in causing China. yeah, causing a traffic jam at the same time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was doing some uh, homework on the Suez Canal, and I'm quite fascinated by it, but I didn't realise, I should have, um, that it actually closed for eight years after the Six-Day War between Egypt and Israel in 1967, and they basically rerouted all the traffic around bottom of uh, South Africa yeah. the, Cape of, the Cape of Good Hope and it's interesting that pre 1967 the six-day war the Suez Canal was mainly used for oil transporting oil obviously right in the middle of the Middle East there and that was the mm. main that was the main channel for transporting oil around the world and when it reopened in 1975 after being closed for eight years the oil tankers had grown so big that they couldn't fit through there anyhow, <laughs> so it no longer um, carries oil tankers. It mainly carries uh, container ships. And so that was
1: interesting trivia. Now, this boat being stuck in that canal has had a flow-on effect, hasn't it?
0: Oh, absolutely. It's a world trade. It's already had enough... It's had, well, something like, uh, depending on who you believe, 10 or 12% of world trade goes through the Suez Canal, It shows you wow. what an important link it is. Uh, oil prices... Have mm. gone up as a result. Uh, we're seeing oh, just an, ex- exas- uh, an exaggeration of an already bad situation with the container because COVID's caused all sorts of problems with getting containers around the world, getting them emptied at ports and then moving them on mm. uh, so they can be filled again. And it's just, this is just another. Spanner in the works of world trade and you know you've seen it here in in New Zealand I mean look look what's happening for instance we're in the bizarre situation where we grow millions and millions of trees and we harvest them and yet we haven't got enough wood yeah yeah uh, to to sell to our merchants to sell to our builders and we're in a housing crisis and we haven't got enough wood to build houses I mean go figure that one
1: it doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense what's coming up on the show today Jamie?
0: Well, look, last week was Rural Mental Health Week, and uh, we got, got some really good feedback on that and some really interesting people that were on during the week. One person we did miss during the week through his work commitments was Sam Whitlock, who's the ambassador for FAST, you know, the rural mental health uh, charity, if you want. Yep. So on Friday afternoon... Uh, at about 2.30 or 3 o'clock when he was just finishing up at uh, the South Island Field Days. We caught up with Sam Whitelock. Quite an extended interview, actually. He was very... He was interesting because he always seems a bit droll, old Sam, when you see him on the radio, on the TV after a rugby game. So we've we got a bit of an interview with him. And I'm also going to talk to um, one of my favourite correspondents on the country, Steve Mahari, uh, former Labour Cabinet Minister, former... Vice-Chancellor at Massey University, and just have a look at the state of uh, New Zealand politics, but perhaps more importantly, um, he's a very sage observer of world politics and the world Mm. economy. And we'll have a look at that, and we'll have a look at what the Suez Canal uh, crisis, not as big as the 1956 one, but what the Suez Canal crisis means uh World Trade.
1: I'm happy you managed to get it yarn with Sam Wallach, like, because I, I was slightly concerned. Andy Thompson, of course, was at the South Island Field Days. I thought he might have bored him to death or something.
0: Well, I told Thompson because nothing he enjoys more than poaching my correspondent. <laughs> yes. I um, mean, I think Grant McNational's on the show today. Would. Thompson would be better to stick to his knitting, but don't start me on him. But he was threatening uh, to go and interview Sam Whitelock, and I said, if you do, Thompson, you're fired. Um, <laughs> so I anyhow, mean, yeah, he, he stayed away. But you can imagine Thompson airbashing poor old Sam Whitelock. No, <laughs> no, couldn't do that, to well,
1: him. Well, we can hear, uh, by the sounds of things, luckily Andy Thompson on the muster at 1 o'clock, but first you'll hear The Country with Jamie Mackay at 12. Cheers, Jamie. Have a good day.
0: Yeah, see you, Connor. The Hokanui Breakfast with Connor Kitto Weekday mornings till 10.